0: Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to The guy's on Coppin Fracus.
1: For the best word I can say that uh, will describe this was. <laughs> <laughs> Way, Salas, He's on road, Trafford, here, Salah. hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of coppen fracas I'm your host and uh, this week I'm joined by a free um three, three of Coppen's many many regulars but I'm happy to be here because boy this been this bit, to be honest since the wolves game that I just went it's been it's been a week of ups and downs um I'm joined by Marco Peter.
2: And Mike, how is how are you? Mm, I'm alright. I'm, I'm okay, I guess. Like this Liverpool team is just—it's not really doing it for me at the moment. Um, I think if you if we had done this pod, like let's say straight after uh, after um, Saturday's loss against Brighton, then you would have felt my real, like raw, unfiltered pain. But luckily, you know, we have got a win today, so it's not as much. Obviously, I'm still fuming of this side. I'm still like, um, yeah, this side—it's not moving me at all, but. Mm. a win. It's all right, I guess. It's alright.
1: I'll take it, man. I'll take it. You know, that, that, that that's what you gotta take nowadays with with what this team is giving you. Um Marco, how are you feeling?
3: Um, I'm alright, man. Like I've kind of written off the season already in it, so <laughs> anything positive I can like be happy about. So I'm happy about this Wolves win and the response that this team's given me. Um, especially the young lads, in it? Like, seeing the starting lineup, I wasn't expecting too much, but them not put it in and in the chat when I was saying play kids, it might have been something that you might have to do for the rest of the season still. And Mike, how
2: are you feeling?
0: Brother, I'm good. You know, it's just, like Mark, I've kind of written off the season in terms of what I wanted to going into the season. I know it's the longer possible so I'm just kind of in a whatever mode it's it's weird because I'm just in a in a place of apathy now where the def- um, the Brighton defeat because the nature of it got me very angry but in general like Liverpool defeats just haven't really been moving me either way recently I'm just like whatever even the wins don't really move me that much and my enjoyment for football relies on a lot of Liverpool being good and obviously I love the sport so at the moment I'm not even watching the big games and if I'm watching them kind of having them on in the background like <laughs> yeah it's just uh it's not the best period, but I'm good because i'm I'm at a stage now where I'm beyond the raw anger stage and the raw like disappointment stage and the being upset and I'm just at the stage where I'm just like, yeah, whatever, whatever, life is good
1: no, you know what i I definitely share i think we all share the same sentiments where we're at a stage of notchalance when it comes to Liverpool where it's like oh okay, and um, you guys are losing okay oh what um you you don't you don't wanna buy players okay in for this midfielder? Oh, okay. We're we're gonna lose this game. Oh, okay, this one's performing rubbish. Oh, okay. Like it's just like whatever, man. Like ah, it's, it's very it's a very it's not even frustrating anymore. It's a very weird feeling to be in, especially coming off of last season. But um, one of the competitions we did win last season was the FA Cup, and that's one we did play a game that we did play together against Wolves. Um, so from the side against Brighton on Saturday, we made it. I believe it was eight changes um, to the side. Um, Kellehar coming in, um, Joe Gomez starting, Milner starting, Shimaka starting, Bajitech starting, um Naby Keita starting, uh, I believe Cavadio uh, yeah, starting and Harvey Elliott. Um, did he start against Brighton? I don't believe he really did. No, he didn't. So No, he didn't. Yeah, so he comes to the side as well. Quite a few changes. How are you guys feeling about um, the changes made by um, Klopp um, going into this game?
0: I'll be honest. I'll be I'll be very very honest. When I saw that team sheet, I was a bit underwhelmed, and like I was I was happy with the midfield. The midfield excited me because I think that's an area we needed to freshen up. And also, I've been saying for a number of weeks, just start Naby Keita because whenever he's come off the bench, even against Brighton when he came off the bench, he offered something. Like he does carry the ball while well. He off he brings a level of dynamism and energy to our midfield that some other players simply don't. But apart from that, I was underwhelmed. Like I was underwhelmed to see the front three of Gakpo, Elliot and Cavallo. I was underwhelmed to see Milner starting right back. I was underwhelmed to see Shimika starting. So I I, I wanted him... What I wanted was a reshuffle in midfield, Sadler and Gakpo and and Chamberlain. Basically a strong team and that team to rebound and build some momentum. What ends up happening is young players come in and do really, really well. When I was saying to Peter, some of these young players actually given how well they played, have now staked a claim. So mm-hmm. I don't think you can go into the Chelsea game and not at least give Badrjicic some minutes because the way he played today, the kind of authority which he played in a big game for us, given that we lost the Brighton game. Today was a... Forget the fact it's an FA, FA Cup third-round replay. This was a big game for Liverpool season because if we lost this game, there's a real danger of a season sparrows out of control because the, the the morale of the team would be at an all-time low. So it was a big game and these young players did well. The young players, I was thinking, why is he starting Cavalier? Why is he starting earlier? Why is he starting Badrjic? These players all did really, really well today. So, look, I was wrong. I was I was disappointed to see that team sheet and see him rest some of the stronger players. But, well, I say stronger in inverted commas because they're not playing like they're the stronger players. But, yeah, man, I was I was proven wrong.
3: Yeah, I completely echo that sentiment still. I feel like um, seeing Milner right back and... In this day and age, 2023, I was definitely very underwhelmed still, but um, I felt like Elliot and Bagatich, like as the two standouts were able to stamp their authority on the game. Um, we're seeing Elliot in this right wing role where he had played in the four four two, 2 but seeing it in the 4-3-3 was a lot different. Um, and seeing a front line of, I guess, Fabio, Gakpo and Elliot wasn't anything that was too exciting I know the midfield was a lot better than our traditional midfield but that front three seemed really weak really incohesive they haven't really played that many games together and Gakpo still were relatively unknown in terms of the players around him and understanding what they want to do and how he fits into the system so I wasn't really expecting too much from the game I even expected to lose to be honest but that's the way the season's been going isn't it like Whenever we feel the weak side, I'm expecting to. Even when we feel our strongest side, I'm expecting to lose. So, yeah, it's what it is, isn't it? Wow,
1: this is this is, it, this is this is honestly painful listening, man. Like, if if you're the ops right now, you they are eating because boy, there is no sense of hope within us. We just are just in a sense of apathy, and it's wow, it's mad. And I honestly, I I, I completely share the same sentiments it's because because it's like wow, like. Uh, with the best of our players doing so well, when we kind of shuffle up the side, and even what we've seen with um, with players like, to be fair, um, Gakpo, um, even though it's been it's been quite early, um, but today was another example of him not really moving the and conglomerate. I know Peter will have his um his will have his for his say um, about that, but um, yeah, I've kind well, of. Julie,
0: thought... let's let's talk about him. Let's talk about Gakpo quickly.
1: You want to talk about him? So I was. Are we like, good? At, I don't think we should. <laughs> <I was> <laughs> like, you, know what, bit, you know what? I was going to. I was saying. I was going to. And mean? then at but you know, Gakpo isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know what? You asked, you will receive, sir. Um, Gakpo, my talk to me. How you know what? are you by him so far?
0: This isn't the cooking sesh. This isn't me saying the guys aren't going to do well for this club, but. Peter probably knows my kind of what I want in a winger more than anyone else, or cop end or touchline and Gappo isn't that at all. So obviously, I've been I was bantering today in a group chat about Gappo, cracking a few jokes at his expense. Like I do, I do think he'll do well for us. And I think right, I was, a sure. I was a banter.
3: <laughs> You were <bantering.
0: laughs> <laughs> You weren't bantering. But like, he's just. I. It's a signing, but I found. So recently, when we made signings, I'm always. I always see the sense in them like Nunez, Diaz, all these players, like, I get really excited by them. And they're my profile of players. They're intense, they're quick. Um, they've got that fire in them. Gapo just isn't any of the things I want in the wide forward. He's not particularly quick. He's not a good 1v1. He's not intense at all on or off the ball. You know, he's... Yeah, it just doesn't excite me in the way that other players have. And again, this is not me saying he's not going to do well. I just, I just don't feel moved by him. And whenever I watch him, I just feel underwhelmed and yes of course there are the caveats of he's playing for a bad Liverpool team and he's not playing in his favourite position I get that I'm not writing the guy off I just don't feel excited by him at all and I wasn't excited by him before we signed him before we signed him I remember I was away I don't know what I was doing but I saw I got the news a bit later than everyone and the first message I sent to Peter is Gakpo is a mad signing like, literally the first message I sent was like he said I thought it was a mad signing I've talked myself into it since then but I'm still just I just watch him play And I just thought I the thing the feeling I got when we initially signed him, I have when I watched him play. I'm just like, I can see something there, but it's just
3: nah. It's it's not not what we need. That's it. It's just not my profile,
0: it's just not my style of player, basically. Like I'm not saying he's a bad player, but it's not my type of the sort of player I would pay to go and watch a football game or like I would get excited about.
1: Is is it that um is 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 the fact that us kind of going into the market and spending some money on a winger especially at the point where we're at now where we're in denying the midfielder i mean is that also playing a part in your judgement of him as well or is it just purely his player profile it's the profile I,
0: in, I think it's the profile from you, you can jump in but I just if just quick. let me just finish this quickly i just think i i I feel like with wingers because especially with the quality of wingers we see at the moment, like guys like Krava, Modric, like I, it just feels underwhelming to end up with Gakpo, even though he's a good player, like Nkunku was in the market, Leal wasn't really in the market, but one that we could have maybe waited for in the summer, who knows? So yeah, listen, good player, but it's not my cup of tea basically. But let's see how he does. I think he'll do well.
3: Um, yeah, just to follow up on that, yeah, I think it's a bit of both in it. In terms of player profile, we've needed a right winger more than we've needed a left winger. I understand that Diaz's injury has set us back a little bit and he probably comes back in March if we have to like force that forward um, but ideally you want him to not have to play that many minutes throughout the season you want to just have somebody there that can do that left wing slot but in Yota we have someone there in Nunes we have someone that is apt to be able to do that we have Fabio who can do that as well and now we've kind of like overloaded that side and in terms of playing as a nine, Nunez is there, Bobby is still there, Fabio can play as a false nine. Um, so I didn't think he was the type of player that we needed. And then on top of that, yeah, in terms of what Mike was saying about the players that were available on the market or people that we've been linked with or who he could have potentially signed, I think he was the cheapest and I wouldn't say worst option, but the option that didn't fit us on what we needed in terms of a profile and you guys know I was high on kudos in it like as soon as I saw him play against us in the Champions League group stages I was like yep yeah, this is the guy like chaotic scored against us great finisher and his chaos allows him to play make so because he's able to take people out of the game and create in ways that all like that beat players and create in ways that people are not expecting he's able to like get space for himself and get space for others so I was thinking maybe grab Kudus as a right-sided winger, backup option to Salah or interchangeable with Salah. Start moving Salah more central as well as you can have him as a rampaging eight, as Yak said. Um, when we're chasing a game, for example, where you put him as our like, right-sided eight or a left-sided eight and allow him to just go forward while we have two midfielders sitting a little bit more. Um, so in my opinion, yeah, it's just somebody I'm not high on. And, Just in terms of playing style as well, like he's not someone that's overly clean with what he does. Like he seems a bit stiff, for lack of a better word. Shout out,
1: can I I, I ask you a quick question? With um, (laughs) as you're gonna go into his playing style, um, and as you as you previously alluded to with um, the kind of uh, it with Kudus him being the kind of chaos, someone that can kind of rampage and get about the pitch. Do you think the thinking behind this signing is that they kind of need the complete opposite of that? Um, because I do feel, and I think I've mentioned this before, I do feel like in our attack, we have a lot of chaos type players. Uh Nunes. Um Salah um, in his pump is chaos but controlled chaos where he's able to get you 40 year season. Um we've also got jar who's not really the best with link up and is kind of <laughs> let's be honest, on his own thing when he when he's doing his thing. And uh Firmino, to be fair, but he's just not <coughs> that um but do you think like the profile of Gakpo, who's someone who's a bit more calm and collected on the ball. Um, I was going to... I thought he was a good finisher, but after today, boy, um, I was kind of... Uh, I may be wrong about that, but do you feel like we need that kind of profile, someone that's calm, someone that can kind of slow the game a bit, uh, slow the game uh, slow the game down a bit, kind of bring um, Salah and Nunes in and kind of play off
3: of them? I think Klopp thinks that's the type of player that we need, but we've seen over the past few seasons that Klopp can be wrong at times, isn't it? And I personally would like somebody that is able to create out of nothing and especially because of how pragmatic our midfield tends to be until we make my midfield additions i want people that are able to create stuff out of nothing like a diaz like a kudos um like a nunes with his runs or his movement or the fact that nobody knows what the fuck he's gonna do um so yeah sometimes i feel like you need that type of player and that Allows everybody else to get the best out of the system, especially when you're playing the midfield of, or when you're persistent with playing the midfield of Henderson, Fabinho, and Thiago.
1: Okay, uh, Peter,
3: I want to come to you because
1: uh, you, you're you're someone that where, where everyone else has kind of had the criticisms of um, Gappo, especially in the group chat today. You was kind of a bit more measured and a bit more calm in your approach of uh, of your critique of him. How did you think he banged today, and what what do you think of him as a signing?
2: You know, I, I just I just had to stay quiet there because I, I'm disgusted with you guys, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disgusted with you. Fuck out of here! You guys, out you, guys out of here. you guys know better than this because now. <laughs> If we we're was gonna start talking about Nunes now. You'll say, "Oh
3: no, but it's his first, but
0: he's not. He's not been get on You know what I'm talking about, Nunes. But get Peter, on Nunes. bro, Peter. All that, all that, let let Peter cook. Let, it cook, it, let, let me, wait, Peter cook. Let me let Before Peter cooks, let me just clarify my point because I don't. Want, I don't want anything taken out of context. He's not my type of player, but I think he'll do well. I don't enjoy that type of profile, but he'll do well. That's my point. Back to you, Peter.
3: Yeah, exactly the same. Let me make sure people clarify or well, understand my point in full as well. Because
0: I don't want anyone taking this out of context. I know what people yeah,
3: are man. like. people clip it up nasty. Yeah, that, yeah, that
0: yeah. Was... No,
3: no, no. We need like, to take it out of context because this is nasty what you guys are trying to do to you. you? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> That's not, right. Like I just Look, said, yeah, I think there was better options on the market. We've gone with Gapo now and I'm going to support him. It is what it is. I just but think this, there were better this... options on the market. That's it. This guy, by the way, he's played
2: three games. Two of them are What? FA Cup games against Wolves and one against Brighton, where we're playing a dime, a diamond with Thiago Cam, <laughs> Oxenjavor left centre mid. Like he's been thrown in the worst conditions possible, and I don't, I'm not even like I'm. I'm not saying like I'm so sure on Gakpo and he's going to be the next big thing for us. I, I I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But I just don't think we can make an opinion like such an opinion on him yet because we haven't seen the best of him yet. He's played out front twice, and we know that. For me, it's clear that up front, he doesn't really like playing there. Obviously, he can. he's can. he got probably the capabilities to play there, but he probably doesn't want to play there. He's probably best in the left wing role. And I think his best performance has come when he's played with Nunes and Salah. And I just feel like Nunes would complement, obviously, um, Gakpo more because he wants to run it behind. He wants to get the end of stuff. And we know Gakpo likes to come to feet. He likes combination play and he likes to put the ball in the box. He doesn't want to be up against... Dunk, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't want to be up against Totti like he was today. He really doesn't like it, you can tell. Um, whilst he can link up play, um, and he can probably like have his back to go, it's just not a bit of him in it. So, um, yeah, I I, I don't know but I don't know whether he's going to be like a, a, a Roman success. Um, we have to wait and see. Um, I, I personally feel like with him, I thought like I can see why we brought him in because. I don't know, Mike. Believe it or not, we can't have six Lewis DS's or we can't have six Darwinian's.
0: Brother, brother, I didn't just... say we needed six Lewis DS's. I know,
3: but we can't though, Mike. Because hey, Just give me enough to joke. That's it. Give me enough just, to joke. Just <laughs> The profiles need to match each
2: other. For every Rashford, you need a Martial. You know what I'm saying? For every Mane and Salah, you need really? a Firmino. For every... You just, you just, like, you need those profiles for, for it to mesh. You can't have... All three guys who just want to run ahead of the ball, um, who want to all get in behind. Um, it's just how it is. Um, so, naturally, we, do, we did need a forward who has a different profile to them. But, obviously, yeah, it remains to be seen whether it, um, he's going to come in and, obviously, be a success or not. But his abilities, from what I can see, is that he's obviously tied um, We saw in the World Cup that he's, he's got...
0: His he's, ball striking is really good. That's yeah, one thing I tracking. really, really like about His ball striking, also his crossing, really good.
3: Yeah, he's so, elite.
0: Elite level stuff, I think. Right, generally.
3: Yeah, quick, quick thing that so, you just.
0: Mentioned. and hold on, hold on.
2: And I, I, I'm just going on his profile. Um, and what, and I feel like, I think his link-up play with nunez Robertson could really help us in terms of just having a thought who's able to kind of find maybe Nunez when he wants to get in the box. Sometimes that's not Trent or that's not Robertson. Um, so and yeah, I just I just feel like he he could do really well for us in in that in that in that regard. But yeah,
3: I let you go. Um, so you said for every Rashford you need a Marshall, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. United. For every Sonny,
2: the cane, and so on and so on.
3: But for every save so in the Rashford situation specifically, United have looked very good with a front three of Bruno and Bruno or Anthony, um Rashford and Garnacho. And mm. I wouldn't say any of those what are what game was that? What game was that? Um they did that for the for 20 minutes. For 20 minutes, it looked very good for that 20 minutes. Every time and they Martial start, and Marshall hasn't always been starting, and Marshall hasn't always. No, been I start. think I wait, think wait. Peter does have a wait, good point. Wait. Wait.
1: He does have a good play. Let's keep the Let's 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 let's
2: let's not. But hold on, I know, but Rashford has does look best with Marshall, and even when Marshall's not playing well, they always seem to link up with each other. Like them two, like they have a great relationship with each other.
1: yeah.
2: But anyway, but I don't know. It remains to be seen. I just want to see. Gakpo in a situation where like he's playing with Nunes, he's playing with Salah, or he's playing with like a front three that's cohesive to his environment, and then then I'll judge him to see if he's a good player or not. And this is not Obviously, me saying like one. Yeah, go you on. have,
0: you, just just to, just to sorry to cut you off there, but Mark and I haven't said haven't criticised him based on what we've seen for Liverpool. We're talking about the guy's profile in general. So, like, from what I've seen for Liverpool, I can't judge him because he played in a dysfunctional team that lost three of to Brighton and he's played in two FA Cup games. So, I wouldn't write him off on that basis. It's just more that I don't feel moved. Like, sometimes when you watch football, it's about that feeling of just, like, getting excited. There's plenty of players that play for Liverpool that I'm sure you, other people might have liked that you don't like, like, or don't feel, like, particularly moved. by. like, you might respect their quality in some way. Like, and I respect some of the things is good at. But I'm just, like... That's not my type of forward, but I do still think he'll do well. That's a uh, that's all the brothers, myself and Marco, and a few others in the group chat I was trying to say. Yeah,
3: well, I know about that do well part, but <laughs> <laughs> well, well, nasty,
1: nasty, nasty. Well, someone that did do well today, Harvey Elliott, bad boy goal. Um, yeah, he was literally just uh, uh, quite early in the game. Actually, um, he was just running across the pitch, received the ball well, and just. Lashed at it. I d I don't know what else to say. No,
2: um, Julian, you're doing disrespect there, mate. Nah. I like that move there because it was actually um I think they just had a chance there. I think eight normally had a chance. Um, and we got the ball. I think Shimcast Shimcast got the ball. He fired it out as Shimcast does, and then Tiago takes a peak <laughs> touch. such such a such a great touch. I think maybe with like left the
0: performance.
2: He sets that it up for that was incredible. Yeah, then he sets set up for so we're we'll, we'll basically getting pressed and then obviously Tiago takes a touch, gets up out of the press and plays Javier Elliott into space. And that's when Javier Elliott obviously starts to drive, drive. Mona makes the kind of outside run and then Bumi smashes it top corner. I don't know what Jose Sarr was doing, by the way, but yeah, it was a great goal. Yeah, that,
1: that I, I was... Because even when he shot, I was like, surely that, that's a mad... Because it wasn't on... Because it wasn't on... It wasn't on the screen, Um, Jose Sarr. So it was like, surely that's, that must be a mad thing for you to be shooting like that. But then he shot. I was kind of thinking, why did you do that? But then... Obviously, camera shows went over, kind of loved him a bit, but fucking hell. Well sure. I never knew to be honest, I never knew Hav- I knew he had it in him, but I never knew he had it in him. You know what I mean? <laughs> we ain't seen the dog enough. Yeah. We ain't seen it because he does have them chances where he will kind of outside of the box, you know, hit, hit and I'm like, oof, you're brave. But from that distance, that was Steven Gerard S. That was an amazing goal. I can't lie. That. Um, that was I was really happy to see that. Javier Ler- one of the youths that I actually have time for in this team. You know
0: what I mean? Um, and Julian, I think he needed that goal because he's someone that has been doubted a lot by people. And I understand. Like, I, I'm I, a big fan of his. I think Klopp has at times mismanaged him in terms of some of the games he's started. Like the Brentford game, she never started that game. But I think over the course of his season, you have seen his talent. Yeah. And I understand people that are sceptical about him to some extent, but there is this player there and I think that we can utilise him and he can be really useful for us in, in particular circumstances like tonight.
1: One thing I was, um, this season, I was calling out for as well is that I feel like in certain games um, him playing in that centre-mid role uh, was kind of doing him an injustice. Um, but I feel, I feel like today, having him on that on that right-hand side, um, he, he looked a bit more comfortable um, not having so much of the ball because I feel like in the middle there are some games where he gets too much of it, um, but uh, today he did get he did have a lot of. Of course, he did was on the ball quite a lot, but I feel like it wasn't as, you know, it, it wasn't as detrimental to the team as it can be when he gets physically um, beaten in the middle. Um, how 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 did you think he done, Marco?
3: Um, you know what? Yeah, I think for someone so diminutive, yeah, he is very very snappy into challenges, and yes, he can be beaten physically sometimes, but it's not because of lack of heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like today he was smart with his movement. He conducted the play throughout the majority of the game and was able to like pick up smart positions, interchange, link up well with Gakpo on the right. Um, Milner was sitting back, so it allowed him a platform to build on. Like He knew he didn't have to worry too much defensively and was able to focus on going forward. But even when he was defending, he was able to get back. And I think it typified in the last... Well, the action typified in the last minute was where he, I think he won a challenge and we won the, the throw in and he started like cheering on the crowd and like you could just see oh, he's man.
2: a passionate lad,
3: it? Yeah, he's a passionate lad, man. You know that we love that at Liverpool, innit? We love pure passion. We love the fact that you're going to give your all to the team. And 90th minute, when the whistle blew, he fell to his knees, innit? Like it was completely spent because he's given it all that he could. And that's what I like to see from the kid, isn't it? Like, I've been hiring him for maybe two, three years now, isn't it? so it's nice to see him come. We'll see all my faith in him come to fruition and hopefully he can kick on even more.
1: Yeah, man. We'll definitely say this is his first, uh, like, top um, big season at Liverpool where he's going to get regular courses to of course after that um, injury he had last year kind of um, halted his progress it. But no, nah, at 19, he's doing his thing, man. Peter, what did you think of um, Javier today?
2: Yeah, I... I thought I thought he was really good today. Um, he looked bright on the ball. He was like brave on the ball as well. He looked to do combination plays. Obviously, you know that he likes to do combination plays anyway. But he linked up with Gakpo. He linked up with um, what's it called? He linked up with Thiago quite well as well. Um, and yeah, I feel like obviously there's there's just a conversation to be had around whether he should be playing something for us or not, or if he should be playing like further forward, because again he looked comfortable playing right wing. Um, he's not explosive, but he's intelligent. So that's what he has. He doesn't try and take on his fullback every single time. He'll try and look to do like a combination play. He'll try and look to come in to, to obviously to um, drive the ball inside. Um, so, yeah. And I think just the thing with Harvey Elliott is that when he's playing centre mid, even today, like he was in the corner um, in one of our plays and it was like, you kind of defend him. And he kind of like, I think he done like a back heel. He kind of gave the ball away without looking. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking like, he sometimes when he's obviously as he used to be a winger, he tries to t- he takes risks that probably a midfielder shouldn't take. Yeah. So when he's playing centre mid, like we saw against Brentford, um, like letting the ball roll or like doing a dummy, or whatever, like he probably shouldn't do that. Whereas on the wing, it's not as like um costly. Yeah, yeah but in centre mid, it's costly. So um, I was I, you, you can't blame him. Obviously, that's a nineteen year old. The nineteen year old should be fearless. They should be taking risks. They should be doing that. But in centre mid, it's just not a position that lends itself to, to be doing that. So I don't know. It's just a conversation to be had whether. Uh, he should be playing maybe as backup to Salah, or we should kind of find a formation for him where he can kind of play on the wing, maybe Salah in the middle, or when we do play him, he has to play with like maybe two more defensive-minded um, midfielders. So um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I believe in Harvey's talent. Um, I feel like he's, he's a good player, but it's just maybe finding the right environment for him to kind of thrive in and um, to do well in. And it hasn't been the right environment for him recently, you know what I'm saying? Because we've been absolutely trash. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think he's, he's. I think he's got a good talent. And yeah, I hope I hope he does get some more minutes for sure, but it just has to be in the right
3: environment for him, I guess.
2: No, i, 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 I a question
3: for you guys, yeah. Um, what do you think Harvey Elliott's best position is? Because at the moment I think it's the right side of that four four two that we I, saw before the World Cup. I
1: I, I think I, yeah. I think he's I think he's a I think he's a very I think he's a very create I think he can be a very creative winger for us. Um he kind of reminds me, I, I think I've mentioned this before, um, of Shaq. Um, in like a young, like a younger version of Shaq, that prospect where he was like the top top talent, where he was able to create from the wing. He wasn't wasn't necessarily a scorer, but he was very um, he was quite explosive, um, quick with his feet, but very good on the wing. Um, shades of of course Foden as well a bit, um, as someone who can drop into centre mid, where. I feel like there are games where, I think it was Bournemouth um, where he did ball out at centre Mid, so those open games where he kind of slot in and play as that extra um, playmaker in midfield, I definitely feel like he can do that, but you know, I, I, feel, I feel like he's got time, he's 19, so we, he's got time to figure it out, but for I'll say for the younger years, keep him on the wing and over time kind of get him into that number 10 slash possibly number 8 role.
2: Yeah, I I would probably say that he's probably his best role right now is probably as a right midfielder. I know it's I'm not saying like a right winger or like a right inside forward. It's just like a right midfielder, so like literally like a right kind of wing, a right kind of sided midfielder who able to kind of play not as far f- further forward as like inside forward. He makes kind of needs to make that out to in runs or running behind the defense, but be like Junior said, like that creative kind of midfielder who can kind of maybe cross the ball, have combination play, drop into midfield when he wants to kind of thing, so, um, but yeah, I, I don't know, I'm saying this, there, is, there are games for him to kind of play that right-sided, that right eight for sure, but it's just, yeah, finding that right environment to kind of have him playing there, but um, yeah, he, he was really good today.
1: What about you, Mike?
0: Yeah, I, I see him as an eight as well, I just think he hasn't got the explosiveness to ever be a wide forward. And especially what we expect from wide forwards in the modern age are players who are one in two, maybe players who have that... But yeah, they have that explosiveness. I don't think he has that. I think at times he played well at number eight for us, but there are other times when he hasn't. And I think ultimately we need to pick his games because there's things he struggles at, at number eight yeah. are the defensive side of things. So obviously you don't play him against Brentford when you know it's going to be a game against really physically imposing opponents. You don't play him against Napoli where you're playing against one of the, what we now know one of the best sides in Europe. Um, you have to pick his games. Like the Bournemouth game feels like a perfect one for him. Not in the forest at home. These are the types of games you want to play him in where there's not so much pressure on him going the other way and it's a lot about what he does with, with the ball at his feet because what when he has the ball at his feet he's a really smooth operator. So we know he's good in, in tight spaces. We know he's good um, under under pressure. He's, he's got a good final pass. Like All of those things are the things he excels at. So you want to put him in games where he's able to showcase that. So for me, it's just a case of of of, of us picking his games when he plays right-sided number eight for us. But that's his, That's for me where the clubs see him play. That's why I think he sees himself playing moving forward. And I think that's where he, as a footballer, will grow the most. Um, I think if he plays right forward, there'll be he will at some point shift back into midfield. It might be in four years' time, but he will shift back into midfield. So mm. I think for us, there's focus on developing into a midfielder. Hopefully, the defensive side of his game can mature, and, and he showed some signs today where he was snapping into tackles and, and, and working hard for the team. And I think a good thing about the kid is that he does have the, He loves the club, which is what, which matters, I think. Those kind of intangibles do matter. Like he genuinely loves the club, and he wants to improve, and, and you see that in the way he plays and the way he approaches the game. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's let's give him time. He's nineteen years of age. He will develop that defensive side of his game, I'm sure. And I think he'll be a, a useful asset for us. For
1: sure. Um, moving from one young player um, to another who started today um, and linked up really well with another one of our star midfielders, Vajetic. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Um, Man, personally, I was very, very moved today. I know we spoke a lot about Gakpo and how he hasn't moved us, but there was one player that did move me um, significantly, and that was Vajetic. I felt like today was, I feel like his first performance where he it was his first mature performance. So I was like, wow, as a DM, you're you're getting into tackles comfortably, winning them comfortably, getting out of those situations comfortably and passing them comfortably, making moves. And um, that little thing he done in the game as well, where he was able to um, uh, uh get, get the defender on the um, sliding. I wasn't not bad, easy. not bad, not bad, not bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was not moving me, he was not moving. bad, not, not moving. bad. Not I let you guys go
2: off. Yeah, not, not bad, not bad. Um, Yeah, I, you know, this is the first game I really like. Obviously, I've, I've heard Mark and I've heard Yak and I've heard Dave David as well, like, Spring these praises. Um, some of those call signs are good, some of them not so good. But yeah, Um, so I, I need to watch... Which ones aren't good.
3: <laughs> 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 I, you, I you am watch so his watch his fake? man. fake, bro? bro?
1: No, you know
3: what is he played a few preseason games for us in it? and um, over the past oh. two seasons. And this past preseason, yeah, I think it was a Leipzig game. He was extremely good. And I think he came on in like maybe a 70th minute, created two goals just through mm. his pressing, intelligence of passing and stuff like that. And when you actually watch the kid, yeah, he's very comfortable like receiving the ball wherever. Very comfortable, like passing the ball off either foot and he's very composed of what he does in it. And that's what you want from a CDM. Um, I believe if I'm correct in saying, and feel free to correct me listeners, he used to be a centre back, like a
2: yeah,
3: uh, yeah. ball playing centre back. Um, he's moved into the midfield role because Spanish of his... He?
1: He's Spanish, isn't he?
3: Yeah, Spanish still.
1: That'll make perfect sense. You know how they like to do the whole ball playing centre mid slash centre back kind of kind of, kind of, of vibe yeah. where you're able to switch between the two. So it makes perfect sense.
3: Yeah, but he looks good, man. He looks like everything that you want to see from a CDM at a very young age. Isn't it? And if he's able to build on what he currently has, then there's no reason he can't become a quite decent level CDM. I don't know what his ceiling is at the moment. Um, It might be like a rice ceiling, like Declan Rice. It could be higher than that. It could be lower than that. I'm not too sure. I need to see a little bit more.
2: yeah. yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, hold on. I was, I was just going to say, like, so today, it was like, I think it was one... I, I thought unfair to judge him in that City game where, obviously, he's playing against Rodri, he's playing against Kevin LeBron, he's playing against Gundogan, first game back from, obviously, the World Cup. So, I feel like today, I really just wanted to see, like, him in full flow, see him, obviously, next to Thiago, see him next to KR, kind of, like, elder statesman. And, yeah, he really impressed. Um The thing I liked most, again, it's just... It was very, like, um reassuring, re- really, like, warming to see... Uh, a player like a midfielder picking up seconds, picking up thirds, snapping to challenges. Even when like I thought, okay, Nunes Mateus Nunes is coming on now. He might struggle a bit to kind of cope with him physically, but he won some duels against Nunes. I was I was quite surprised. Um, and yeah, when when he was getting pressed as well, he had a couple of li- nice little moves um, to get out of the press. Obviously, saw that body faint and um, was comfortable with the ball, finding people in between the lines. So yeah, it looked, it looked like a good performance um, from him. Um, it's just whether seeing that maybe he can cope maybe against like I said physical presence and physical like midfielders um, in, in the Premier League. But it's a great start to his career, and obviously I, I would like to see more of him. Obviously, the the literally the standard is really low right now yeah, because yeah, we we're just seeing be, yeah. we were seeing midfielders, we we're seeing Fabinho, and Henderson, maybe averaging one tackle per game, one interception <laughs> per game. Like they're not getting close to midfielders, so it was just really refreshing to see midfielders able to kind of get up and down the pitch. When these tackles, not get there like I don't know five minutes too late and having to bloody foul their man or whatever. So yeah, um, it was it was a really good performance from him, and really reassuring performance. To and see. one
3: thing that I don't want to kind of understate is the I guess link up between our midfielders and Elliot. I mm-hmm. felt like this game their pressing was a lot more cohesive. They were able to understand each other's movement, and you saw that get the best out of Thiago, where he was able to do like these little dummies because he knows the people around him are. On the same wavelength, and they're able to pick up these balls. Um, even for the goal, his touch around the oh. corner was because he knows the players. Tiago was cooking. Tiago was really special. This players. is the Tiago that I want to see. Everybody else yeah. doing the dog work around him, and he's able to just cook. I he still was- does some dog work and he still does make challenges, but I want him primarily on the ball.
1: That, that's what i was gonna say i felt like um one thing that was very interesting today was um, the amount of energy that was in that midfield and um, that was injected into our midfield i felt like badjitech bought that um he's like obviously a, fre- a fresh set of legs um, coming into that midfield especially with tackles so Thiago, even though he was doing a lot of dog work and that's i think like it's one of my one of my favorite games of Thiago this season of course it's FA cup against and wolves a second team but still you know um beggars, beggars can't be choosers at the moment um with Thiago, he was very commanding. He was going into tackles, getting up from those tackles, making passes, making the right passes, getting into positions where he was receiving the ball. badgetech was also kind of like um, his bodyguard where like even though he was in trouble, he was always there to kind of bail him out and get the ball comfortably and pass it on. Also, of course, we're going um, to, feel, I feel like we can end the Wolves game here, um, but I want to give a quick shout out to Navigator. Nothing more, nothing less. You played well today, innit?
2: No, nah, he was good, man. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. He he good, man. Flowers, man. Give that's Uncle with
0: flowers. Yeah. Naby, whenever he's played this season, has done well. He has,
1: yeah.
2: but that's it. He's done. That's what enough. I'm giving that's it. it. That's what and I'm like, giving. I think, it. I think, no, I have to say, I think he's been really unlucky to
3: not to not to start these last couple of games. Like, yeah, bro, I don't know why the manager has not started him until today. No, but I think there's, I think there's other mitigating circumstances as well in it. Like when you've had a bust up with a player, yeah. And it was quite clear that they had a bust-up earlier in the season when Naby... He had a bust up with everyone, though. He's had a bust-up with Fabinho. Yeah, He's had I hear it, I hear it, I hear it. But Fabinho also shouldn't be playing. And from the, I guess, the comments that have come out, you can kind of tell he doesn't want to play Fabinho, but he has to. Um, you can kind of tell that he doesn't want to play Naby Keita because of the bust-up, but he has to. Like He clearly doesn't want some of these players in and around the club, but there's limitations in terms of like being able to bring players in. Cash flow, being able to get players out, <laughs> like there's loads the of things. Why like, I don't. Think, I like, think he's been unlucky
2: because is. the reason why I think he's been unlucky because we've seen that Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago midfield since Fulham. Like Fulham was the first time he started it, and it did not look good. Harrison yeah, Reed yeah. had the game of his life. Joe Polino, light work for him, and then against Brighton again. Like obviously we knew that it was going to be light work for Casado and McAllister. Like I just feel like against Brentford, um, obviously Elliot didn't have his best game, so I thought maybe Kate would come in or. Um against mm. Wolves, Kay had a nice cameo again. So I feel like he's obviously been really unlucky. And you might not want to start the youth. Like Kay is an elder statesman. He knows like the spaces, like he knows how to play something with. Obviously, he hasn't got the legs. I think he's probably got more legs than Fabinho at this point, probably more than Henderson as well. He probably. does, I
3: can't lie. Yeah,
2: does. like looking looking at him today, he looked more mobile than Fabinho, to be honest. Um, obviously he's still not as mobile as we'd want. And he he has more of a quality than these than these guys. The only problem for me with Kay is that you can't rely on him too much because he's probably going to get injured. But for now, if he's fit, why not play him? I don't see why, why you wouldn't play him because what the other two are offering are just so, so, so limited and it's just so disgusting to see Like what feel
3: done against Brighton. It's just, it was embarrassing. It was what egregious. It's one of those things where Klopp has to bite the bullet and just... Yeah, like, he, he has has to just to. Hide, isn't it. Like And we've but seen top managers do that, and we've seen Conte and Costa where it was clear that Costa was going to leave at the end of the season, but you know what you want to achieve. and You know the player that you need to achieve it. So just... Get done for now, and you know Naby's gonna leave at some point, in it.
2: I've got a question what? for you, man, though, because you man, you man, so you man, rate Tyler Morton. You guys like Tyler Morton? I don't know. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not the movie, I'm not biggest fan. Yeah, no, I've, movie, got yeah. I've, I've got stocks. I've my, got. My question, Julian, how are you rating Tyler Morton next to Badgett? Because I feel like Badgetick is, is just a, a clearer talent to me, but I don't know how you guys are rating it. I'll be honest. Um, I don't know. Um, what
1: I the thing with Tyler Moore and what I have time for is the fact that he's comfortable playing at DM. Um, well, I wouldn't say com. well, yeah, actually, yeah, you know, fairly comfortable because he he did, as we said, go to San Siro. I feel like he that game at White Hart Lane, um, kind of sour people. Yo, yo, yo yo
2: yo yo, that. yo, 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 go yo, that's yo. most
1: wow. <laughs> <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Oy.
3: That
1: but was yeah, a nasty game, man. That was a nasty game, yeah. Cause you, you guys will remember. But it, it, I feel like I've I've got time for him. I feel like he needs to mature. That that DM position isn't easy. Um, you have to kind of be a big man, you have to kind of be comfortable on the ball, have a lot of game time. So yeah, uh, I've got time for him, but I'll have to see him in a Liverpool shirt, man. But he's doing well at Blackburn, from what I'm hearing how do you rate him
2: next energetic. you did not answer my question brother peter let me answer your question know. let me <laughs> answer your question peter are the game game go, go, go go on, on, don't compare
0: don't, don't compare them just enjoy them Word to oh refer Word oh to refer just enjoy them brother
3: that's well, your answer um, man. I can't um, lie, I put him, but I put him back maybe two levels clear with Morton at the moment. calm down, but Yeah, Bro, like, to see
1: Morton. Have, I, I've got getting time carried away. That's
3: what I'm going to say. Like, I mean, the thing
1: is, you guys should be surprised. You know how I feel about these youths in this team. So I've got time for Morton. I've got time for Badger Um, I've got time for a couple of guys. Um, but I think we can end the Wolves game there and we can move straight on to Brighton. I right, Do we have to, fam? Yes, because <laughs> this is what the people came <laughs> for. This is what this is exactly what the people came for because, um, there's so oh, much man. to talk about and there's so much we can get into. Um, I wait, well, okay, you know, let's just keep it simple starting lineup, you know, um, no surprises, really and truly. Um, we play Allison, and go, um, the same back four, uh, Matip, Kanate, obviously, from back out, um, Trent Robertson, Fabinho Henderson. Tiago midfield, Oxley Chamberlain, Gakpo, Salah up front with Nunes missing the game, um, because he was missing through injury.
3: Ah. As soon as Nunes was out this game, yeah. I just knew we were finished, man. I can't lie. If
1: Nunes if Nunez played this that game, um
3: three I one. Feel like it, it
1: was <laughs> <laughs> I
2: had 3-1
3: on my super
1: six, three, three, man. Fuck. Three, one, two, I can't lie, if Nunes played that game. I feel like it would have been even more frustrating because we might have scored and I don't think he would have been the scorer, to be honest, um, with the way he's going. But that game,
2: that game, that game. No, that game was hard to watch. No, I do the disservice to Nunez, you know, because I feel like Nunez is our most threatening attacker right now. He's actually, like, he's our biggest threat right now. Like, when teams try and... He's not saying much, but we looked. We had nothing against Brian. We had literally nah, nah, that
3: game. Up. Obviously, we're going to get into it, but that game was so nasty, fam. Like nasty. you couldn't even keep the ball for like more than we had no Five minutes, two minutes. But with Nunes there, yeah, you could have like whipped it up the line and hope that Nunes done something with his pace yeah, and power. Big. He's able to trouble man a little bit. But yeah. man, we didn't have. We didn't even have an out ball. Henderson was doing hoof ball, kicking for a try from minute one. Oh, right, Marco! So, so,
1: Let me interrupt you, and let me do a quick promo because this is this has to end. It has to end. It has it has to end. You see that Jordan Henderson, brother? Yeah. Thank you for all you've done for the club. Yeah, great servant. All that amazing captain, uh, pillar of the community. This, that, and the other. You do your thing. I can't lie. I respect you highly, highly, brother. But you, you cannot be a star at Liverpool in Liverpool's midfield anymore. I'm sorry. What I saw against Brighton was painful. This guy, oh, he can't, I don't know what goes on in his head anymore.
0: But Julian, the midfield setup against Brighton is arguably, it's one of the maddest things the manager's done. In this run of games, so essentially, what he did is he moved our best build-up player in Thiago out of the build-up phase against a team, by the way, you need to build up play really well against them because they have a really good structure off the ball. So he moves Thiago in between the lines. Thiago's having to play with his back to goal in between the lines. It was genuinely, because I, I didn't watch the game live, so I watched it back, and I was. Peter told me before that. Listen, the shape's a bit mad. When I watched it, I said, "What?
2: What, bro? was Henderson? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't
0: know. Bro, more. he had Henderson and Fabinho receiving off the centre backs to board play.
3: Yeah, like." And even it's though it was a diamond, yeah, it was a bit of a weird, like, lop-shaded diamond. In so, you had first... Ox In trying to the... press. You had Thiago trying to press. You had Gakpo trying to press. And he had Salah trying to press. And then once they didn't win the ball yeah, was horrible, there was so was. much space between Fabinho and Henderson. And Brighton just popped it through. There was the... The clip that people posted in the chat where... Oh, that was painful, yeah. bro. The there's, commentator is literally calling it. it. He's like, oh, yeah, like, there's so much space in behind and Marco, this is what they're waiting for. They're waiting for a mistake. And Marco, a I was watching that stream. There, I was watching uh, that stream.
1: That, that, I, and I remember him saying that. That's when I turned it off because, bro, he literally said out loud, it looks like it's so easy to play. It's so easy to play. Look, look, you can just do one pass and then another pass. And look, you just threw like this. And when I heard that, I was like, Yeah, yeah. Even though we didn't concede yet, I was it, 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 yeah, I
3: couldn't keep watching because that's the one where Mitomo say played it to Mitomo, innit? Yeah,
0: it? yeah, and Mitomo should score, really. Yeah, Mitomo yeah, should score. Really
3: cool. All right, he Trent. Was, oh oh Mitomo
0: as well. Wait.
1: Trent, fucking hell, blood. Oh man. And you know what, yeah.
3: You know you what's know what, bad, what?
1: yeah. I could... You know what, yeah, <laughs> hold on, Marco, you know what, yeah. Let me let me give let me let me actually say this before
2: I think all of them got yellow cards on that side, you know. I think Trent got right. yellow cards. That's I think it yellow card. Trent got yellow gave them a bad day. Them, but let me
1: say this. Teams, team, day. They were overloading on Trent's side. <laughs> they were. But I cannot lie. That Matoma, that Matoma, Trossard, I don't know. You, yeah, you, you you can't be moving mad right now because this Mitomo is taking the spot calmly. He is moving crazy. He spazzed on Trent. Trent had a... Bad, bad day.
2: What were you saying? How, how, how Matoma Mato for you guys? He, he, he's wavy. He, he's yeah, he's an absolute nightmare to deal with. Still. Yeah, direct. He's good dribbler. Um, he's great one v one. Even against Arsenal. Um, yeah. he, he gave Tommy Ester a bad
3: day. Um, out of the top six, I would say him and Noto are like the two standout wingers for me. Still, mm. no, I don't but think guys, it's
0: Alha and Elise,
2: bro.
3: Now of course, of course, but they're like the height, man.
2: They're
3: like the known quantities, in it like these men Anyway, hey man, let me of... let me
2: let me let me let me let me go back to this what the shape thing because I was actually before but the in a pre like I think not remember I think it was like Friday or the Thursday. I was looking I was listening to a podcast. I won't say the podcast, but they were just basically saying that what Brian <laughs> have been doing since um no the Zerby, promo. Yeah. What what Brian have been doing since the Zerbi is like um kind of came to be manager is that he has this kind of this really like um decisive kind of way of playing out from the back, where he wants his, like, he's like he gets his centre backs to kind of and you know he gets his goalkeeper and his centre backs to be kind of positioned in such a way, and like they kind of keep the ball and they don't really progress the ball until you press them. So it's mm. kind of reminiscent of like Man City, where like I think we've all seen that video where it's like as soon as they they jump, that's when you pass around them. So mm. what they they literally just kick it between each other. The centre backs will kick it between each other and they wait for you to press them. And as soon as you press them, they pass around the outsides and then they're mm. kind of through on goal and we literally played right into their hands. I couldn't believe what Klopp done. So he got four of our players to press them. And this is exactly what Brighton wanted. So what? When as soon as they pressed them, like we didn't have, obviously we didn't have, we didn't, wasn't playing of any wingers. So they literally passed around the outsides. They got to their fullbacks or get to Kaiseido and then they'll give it to Matoba. And that's it. They were three on goal. And I just couldn't believe how kind of stupid the lineup was in terms of having four guys. And four of them don't, I don't really know impresses like that. Um, Gakpul's never been known for his, his pressing. His numbers at PSV, um, to be fair, to PSV are not a pressing side. His numbers at PSV are for pressing are not very good. Um, Thiago, we, we know he hasn't got the legs to press. Obviously, he can press on structure, but he hasn't got the legs to press. Salah has never been our best presser. He can press in the system, but he's never been a press presser. Ox as well. Like These are players that don't obviously don't play week in week out with each other. Mm-hmm. So that was always going to be a problem. And then you had Fabinho and Henderson, who they know they haven't got the leg. So they're just thinking like, boy, we're stuck in the island here. We better not move. So yeah, when yeah. you press, you need all your kind of um, functions of like the team. So you need defence, midfield and attack all to kind of press together and all for them not to be as many gaps between like all the functions of the team. But there was such a big gap between our attack and one midfield and our midfield to our defence. So it was just so, so easy to play out for Brighton. And we literally just played right into their hands. And no word of a lie, we could have been three or four nil down in that first half. Like, and that would have been deserved. It would have been deserved because yeah, we man. were so. There's so many
3: ways to mitigate that, though, which is why I'm so annoyed at Klopp. Like, obviously, this team can't press, and we they had to concede position.
2: Late. I think we had to concede position. Um, um, and we be like, position and play on but, the
3: counter. We've done yeah. that before. We've done that before, and it's nothing like like for us to do so in it. Things shouldn't be say gang gang press shouldn't be your live and die by tactic, especially when you have older players in the team, innit? You should be able this to is, adapt. You should be able this, to change it.
0: Sorry, this has been my criticism of the manager in that he, he told us in the summer, what type of midfielder do we need? So he has faith in this group of players at his disposal, right? So what's being served up by this group of players that he has trust in is simply not good enough. And I, look, I love the manager and I, I, I would never be calling for his head. I think that anyone calling for his head is being an idiot. But I do think the manager has exposed us at times and hasn't set us up in a way that's conducive to success. And we see that time and time again. Like, the setup against Brighton, it's just an absolutely insane way to structure the team. Like, so many players are are performing new roles because now we have Thiago playing as number 10, performing a new role. We have the midfielders performing a new role. If you notice, Robertson's a bit more tucked in on on the left-hand side. He's not really bombing forward. He almost becomes like a third centre-back. That's a new role for him too. So all of these players all of a sudden doing new roles against a really confident, sharp Brighton team. When your te- when the team's un- hasn't got confidence anyway, it just feels a bit weird. And like some of his tactical tweaks, like this was a tactical tweak. They don't actually make us stronger; they make us weaker. And as these as he makes these tactical tweaks that make us weaker, the players lose confidence in his plan. They lose confidence in one another. You just actually see them one like just see them so dispirited, like. The, the the one moment when I knew that the game was going to be a long day was when we gave away the penalty in the first half that got ruled off because of VAR. Um, they the players don't even like pro- bro. The players don't even protest the penalty. just like, says, you know what? They just res- they just resigned yeah. to it. Oh, was, yeah. was, Why do you about that? Yeah,
3: he steps on Allison's arm and it. So, yeah, but bro. Yeah. But, but, Allison
0: been been it. but Allison should have been mental. Allison wasn't complain. Allison doesn't, Allison doesn't even cares. complain. Doesn't
3: Allison don't care who he's just like I was.
0: I was staggered. So that's that's a team that has literally no belief, and I I just think the manager, because especially because he has faith in this group, like he literally told us in summer, I'm happy with the midfielders I have. And look, that could have been him. So I don't the code stuff. I don't know. I don't I don't buy into all of that stuff. I genuinely do think he is happy with the group midfielders he has, and given that that's the case, I want more from him in terms of setting them up in a way that suits him not in a way that could suit them so they can't play a high intensity if you want to play Thiago Henderson and Fabinho and that's your first choice midfield okay fine but set them up in a way that means we don't have to cover big spaces we don't have to press all the time the set them up in a way that they're not exposed 1v1 all of these things because we, I was saying to Peter and, and some of the others in the chat that look at my United's midfield that they used to play against City the other day Casemiro Fred and Ericsson no one looks at midfield and thinks oh my gosh what an amazing midfield but they're performing to like to a high level than some the of their parts, and I think the p- midfield we have at our disposal of head of Santiago, yes, they have their flaws and yes, they have their issues. But I still do think, in a particular setup that's a bit more conservative, where they haven't don't have to cover that much ground, where we are matching our our style of play to their profiles, I think we can get a lot more out of them. And I think that's I, down I, to I'll be, I'll
1: be honest, Mike. I I, th- I think you're being quite optimistic, and I feel like you're being optimistic in the fact that. Uh, these players, and the Brighton game kind of proved, especially with e- even even Wolves today with Fabinho when he came on, um, that some of these players are just physically done, man. Like there's only so much there's there's only so much mitigation you can do for their faults. Um, Henderson, for example, in the Brighton game, his um, usage of the ball was some of the poorest that I've seen this season. Let alone, and he plays
3: like he doesn't want to be on the ball. Yeah, he, he
1: literally, literally, do. he literally plays like he receives the ball just to give it away all the time. And as a centre mid, fundamentally, that is not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to shield the ball. You're supposed to progress play. You're supposed to at least put some comfortability. He does not do that. Fabián, on the other hand, we've mentioned how these guys are averaging one tackle a game. That is a physical problem for these guys. Like I've literally seen, especially for the first goal. We can even talk about it. The first goal with Matić. He's another example as well. How he was able to just get the ball. A bit of pressure was able to put. A bit of pressure was able to throw him off. Gave away the ball. Um, he's trying to pass it to Henderson. He couldn't even get to it. From them, we we're just able to get pressed. Some people weren't able to get back, and I just feel like the physical and mental side of five years, five seasons of football have absolutely done some of these guys in. Henderson, to be honest, even before that, he shouldn't have been starting anyway, in my opinion. But guys like Fabinho, where he's been moved from centre back to centre mid, centre back to centre mid in certain seasons, centre mid, and then he goes, and gets injured, and plays, and has to play um, off of an injury again. He's physically done, man. And I don't think there's any mitigation or any any sort of taxes we can do to, we can do to mitigate that. No,
2: but Julian, I, I have well, to I say to agree. you, though, like, like, Julian, we're ninth. You know, like, we're literally ninth. And I don't think these midfielders are reminiscent of being ninth on the table. Like, And I'll, I'll give you some examples. Obviously, you might not think that, um, like, it's possible. But we beat Tottenham, we beat Man City, and we played in a... I feel like we played in a style that was more conducive and that helped them a lot more. They didn't have to do... A, as Much running, it wasn't in, like it wasn't really physical battles, it was more just kind of picking up battles, picking up times to attack, being explosive
3: I mean, the moments as opposed to being explosive. Yeah, them a good team, though. I'll them a good team. Tottenham yeah, but, are Tottenham yeah, at at the time were a good team still. I think, think they, mean, they were on a run of four. I
2: felt like even at that
1: time, um, many people were saying that Tottenham weren't playing well, they were just winning games, and I felt like even then. Um, the midfield battle, I remember we even discussed it Bentocour, um, Basuma and Hoyberg were balling out against us. So
2: even in that yeah, day, I'm battle, saying that naturally though, but naturally like you can still win and you can we, we had to concede in the midfield battle there because it was like they're too athletic for us. I mean we've seen Real Madrid do it against. and Real Madrid has to be the best example and I keep using this example, but Real Madrid against Chelsea, they knew that they could not compete with Kovacic. They knew they can't compete with Kante last season. So they let Chelsea have the ball and then Modric Cruz. They just picked their moments the and they beat them. So But we maybe, don't have anywhere yeah.
1: near the quality of Modric of Cruz and Cruz on
3: the ball though. Near, no, but- no. That's a drastic example, exactly. Because I think what we're saying, is what even, when, even is. when we do get the ball, sorry, even when we do get
1: the ball, for example, if you use real Madrid and um, no, should, Fabinho, they still have
2: quality, bro. Like, yeah, let yeah. they have, uh, the less, Thiago, they have yes, enough quality Fabinho, on the ball bro. They have enough, let's be honest, man. It's
1: it's it's not that anymore. Where he's the way he's creating, bro.
0: We're not disputing that they've regressed. What we're saying is they can still perform better than they're showing in a different setup. Exactly. That's literally all exactly. we're
2: saying, bro. But uh, exactly. can, like, you we can't, can't just do, say, Julian, but not every midfielder has legs, like you can't always set up to have like a a system or style that needs pressing or needs intense or needs like, like we see Busquets, Busquets, he's been playing for, for many years, he can't run, he still can't run. So, you guys are you guys are comparing the most
1: elite midfielders to? Okay, to let's team, talk about let's, on, let's
3: talk about someone yeah. on our level. The fact, yeah, yeah let's, let's, let's 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 bring it back down to us. He can't run, and he's still able to influence games because of IQ. He doesn't need to press. He just knows when he can pick and choose and cut off passing lanes. And I feel like at this moment in time, that's where Henderson and Fabinho will be best used: cutting off passing lanes, retrieving the ball, and recycling. Pass that to Fabinho, pass that to Elliot. Let's get moving up the pitch. In it, they're good enough passes to thread through the lines. In Fabinho's case, Henderson can do it maybe one out of ten, (laughs) (laughs) maybe one out of ten. In it, like maybe two out of ten, out of pushing it. But Jesus Christ, those numbers. Hey, 10% shooting for this is not, this (laughs) is not, this is honestly not convincing
1: me. I can't lie. Um, anyway, if we've done it against the game.
3: if the games is able,
1: are
2: the best yeah. examples. Like against Man City, we was able to kind of sit in, take pressure, and choose our mm. moments to attack. Like we we looked we looked more dangerous than City did in that game. I felt like we did anyway. We had more attacks, but that's because we choose our moments and we didn't like. We every game I thought Klopp still has this kind of fascination of winning the midfield battle, being a better team, having more possession, and <laughs> we just can't do that at the moment. Like I'm sorry, Klopp, yeah. but we, we can't do that at the moment. Even mm. today, um,
1: not not to go back to rules game, but rules had I think they had like close to double the amount of passes we made today we're just not that kind of possession team we just can't I just we just can't hold on to the ball and control games like we used to and I feel like that was the key to our success like even though we didn't have the most technical midfielders like a De Bruyne or the David Silver at the time Kovacic we got through games with control um especially with the position that we have and as soon as we lost that Especially in our midfield, where it feels like if you, if you a couple of cu- a, cu- a couple of passes, you can cut through us like butter. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a. Scary, it's, it's scary, man. It's actually scary. Back to um, the
2: cooking, though. I, I knew it was gonna be a long day. When I think what eighth minute, Lallana done a crotch turn. We found yeah. it. Yeah. We, we yeah. found it. How the hell are you still falling for Lallana's crotch turns in twenty twenty three? You know what's crazy. How?
3: Lallana, Lallana, I like you haven't played with him, like you haven't like watched his last moment draining. training.
2: Llorán, Adam Lallana. bro, ah, right. oh, mate,
1: you know what? You know it's crazy. Lallana probably could have started for us that game, you know, easily. He probably <laughs> would have, <so>. And that's <laughs> that Lallana is would've. crazy to say. Imagine he was still here. Klopp would have been like, hey, Lallana, Lalana, come on, my boy, let's run one, one, one more back." Because you, you know,
2: Klopp would <laughs> be man. Yeah, well, you, you know, you know where Welbeck came on. I said, "Yeah, that's a goal." I was just about to get to the last. goal.
1: Go. I was just about no. to get to the last goal because we the the first two, it, it, literally, I can't lie. Soli March salute. Um, another player that that's, that that was interesting to me as well. Um, Evan Ferguson, Evan Ferguson. Sorry, the way they're using him to that press the hell out of our team is crazy. He was
0: energy.
3: I like him. I like him. Young young boy. I like him. But, I, um, anybody looks good against us right now, still. <laughs> no, but he's
0: a player. He, he looks a
3: player. I like him. I like him. I like him.
1: He, he, he's young as well, and he looks like he can fish. And the way he's pressing us is not. But I'm gonna get to Mike. Oh, I think we 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 um over the weekend we was having some talks of liquidation. Um, boy, about, uh, bro,
0: we might be going out of business, oh, man. We,
1: our business. we 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 we, we, we we've applied for government loans. <laughs> um, to,
2: to keep ourselves afloat, but the, the the Joe Gomez Foundation is
0: is 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 looking. Woo, that... bro! One, th- one, one thing I would say is, and it's similar to a lot of the other players in the team, that he just looks so unsure about every single thing he does on the football pitch. Mm-hmm. Like literally every any mistake he makes, and he has made a few mistakes this season. He allows those mistakes to rattle him so much where when he after he makes the mistakes, the five or ten minutes after that, he looks awful. And mm-hmm. I think when he came on today, the team the, that was started the game obviously weren't confident. He comes on to, in the game where it's two where they're two 0 down, everyone's not no one's playing well. And he just yeah, he just that cameo is just a really, really bad one. I I don't know what to I don't know what to make of his Liverpool future, if I'm being honest, because mm-hmm. He's still young. He's, what, 25, 26? That's a pretty good age. Listen,
3: Mark, man, let's not be hasty, bro. Hey, but
2: I can't lie, though.
3: Do do you know what it is, yeah? I'm looking at the potentials in it. I'm looking at the Scaloni guy at Inter Milan. I hope I've said Atlanta. It anyway, like Atlanta. Sorry, Atlanta, Atlanta. Atlanta. Sorry. Hey, um, hey Malcolm, don't be saying guys you don't know, my guy. No, he tried to dip I into his yak of... bag. I've got the caveat hey. after in it. That's hey.
0: why I've got the caveat hey. after. Hey. after
3: hey. you him. Right? leave, back, leave back
0: to yak, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I've
3: got the caveat after Peter in it, but Peter and Yak will definitely be able to say, from what I'm hearing from that that and that noise on Twitter, I'm hearing he's really good in it. There's the governor um, who apparently, if we don't get Bellingham, which is looking likely. We're going to put 100 M's on him. Um, there's that potential options where I feel like Gomez is blocking a pathway for us to bring someone else in with better potential. Wouldn't you say
0: that's Matip? So wouldn't
3: you say oh, yeah, Matip? I, I think, say that's, 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 I think, that's, I think that's both of them. I get both of them out of here. I don't
0: think that's a priority for us to shift anytime soon. Yeah, it's not. I think if, if a bid came in, supposing Aston Villa put 30 million pounds on the table for Joe Gomez. You have to con- you have to consider it very very seriously, mm. but I wouldn't be forcing him out the door. I do still think as a as a third or fourth option, and it showed today against Wolves, by the way, what he can do when he's at is when he's at his best. Because I think he actually plays well; he can do well. But what we have seen from Gomez, I actually thought Gomez could be could push Canate potentially to be a first choice starter.
1: Same.
0: I don't think he's that level now. I think There is a clear gap between him and Canate in terms of their ceilings as players and in terms of what they're going to do for us. I think Gomez can still be a valuable fourth choice option. Yeah, I really do believe that.
1: I I definitely feel like him being a a homegrown, homegrown tandem as well. um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been Been at the club for a long time. time. All of these things count for a lot, man. And the thing is, I feel like with Joe Gomez, and this is what I was discussing before here as well, um, that the symptoms of of most of his issues, especially on the pitch, is definitely mental. Um, He's had, we've got to remember, he's had some. Big, big injuries. Like most injury, um, some like I think he's had a knee, one of the worst knee injuries, twice in the same knee, an ankle injury that that kept him out for a year. Even the way he started his Liverpool career, it's it's been tough. So I feel like, especially in moments, especially uh, against even that one against, against Warwick where he was able to flick it over his head. Things like him jumping, he's not just confident in it anymore.
2: Actually, he doesn't want to head of the ball though. That that's bullshit. He just don't want to head of the ball there. He just been an idiot there.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm to, I'm to oh, he's them, saying? He's not trying, to,
0: not trying to mess up the sponge calls. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Stop, <laughs> bro. I'm trying
0: to, I'm trying to recruit a bit. You know
2: what I mean? Bro, they, t- they take,
0: a long time to do, man. I hear it.
1: Yeah,
2: man. No, oh, like bro. Brad, Brad, work, bro. He, he done that thing. You know that thing where the ball goes like head high and you start you close your eyes. He actually did as well. He actually his on, eyes. You know, uh, I'm not trying to head. But the, the only thing I'm on going is that I would want to keep him like he said because he's homegrown, but. Him and Jones are kind of like are one of the only really like sellable assets that we can kind of have that hold value but also are not so 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 key to the club that mm. um that we can't sell like a salad for instance but like Gomez and Jones they both would fetch us like a good amount of money maybe 20 30 million
3: or whatever to, to raise but at the same time they're homegrown options what did you say Marco I was saying like do you forego that now knowing that you could probably get like £30 £20 for Gomez, yeah. And then you have him as a third, fourth choice for the next season and that value just starts to go down. And I to what you lot were saying about third choice and fourth choice, yeah. Ideally, I want my third choice to be pushing. So, obviously, there's two centre-back slots. I want my third choice to be possibly pushing to start. And if everybody's fit, I don't see Gomez currently doing that with the starting combination being Van Dijk and Konate. I
1: think if Matic goes, though, um, we can definitely look at some options in in the market and see if we can get like a further, even a third midfielder to push Gomez because he is quite injury prone as well. A fourth, so in fourth um, centre back to push uh, Gomez because he is quite injury prone anyway. Um, and then he can evidently push that push that Canate Van Dijk level if, <coughs> if it's enough. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I definitely like, that's something that can that we can do. Um, but obviously we've got a, I don't know if Matip is looking to leave or we're looking to move him on this summer.
2: I would hope so. If I'm honest, I'll I'll start Gomez until thingy comes back until Van Night comes back. I've had enough. Yeah,
3: of I'm Matic, okay man. with that for now. Still, <laughs> I've had enough of that, man. You sit down, Matic. brother. Matic just <laughs> looks like he's lost his passing overnight. Yeah. He looks even worse than Gomez in terms of confidence, and that's shocking to say. Like he was, ha- he's coming off one of the best seasons that we've seen from him last season. So no, have-
1: no, no, no way, no way, no way. Uh, What's I mean, he? No I think he's um he's uh, the season we won the Premier League. He was quite good, very good actually. Oh yeah, he barely
2: played yeah. that year, bro. No, no, no. He, he was, was no. He it's ended. the season we won the Champions League, wasn't it? Barely played.
1: No, yeah. it's the season we won the Champions League. I swear was that was Gomez. Gomez started the season and then he ended yeah. It. Yeah. and yeah, Matip ended it.
3: And then Matip. And and Matip, Matip season, yeah, then
1: Matip man. played the Premier League season. I think was, that was his best. Well, season. I even think last
3: season he was very good in his own right. And if you're saying that season, then I think it's debatable isn't it. I think he. Arguably, last season is top two, maybe first. And if he's coming off the back of that with no serious injuries, um, not going to the World Cup, being able to train, why is his confidence just falling off all of a sudden? Like, Why is his passing so he- do you know? Do you
0: know what it is? I think, Julian, you hinted at earlier, but it's something we probably need to talk about. But the psychological toll of just playing for Jurgen Klopp, this intense football, and also what happened last season... Has probably affected a few of the players in ways that we can't quite. It's hard to understand how much. I it's, it's up, man! Pause. But, no, but bro, think about it this way, right? So we get to the point of the season where we want do to it, the do up, up. It. I'm Playing around, and the way in which we lost the league and the Champions League is so heartbreaking because the league is literally like, bro, Villa go two 0 up, and we have it in our hands, and then City do what they do, Heart heartbreaking. The week after that, though, steady, steady steady. <laughs> steady, steady.
3: Steady, steady. Oh man! Oh, man. Love, oh, God, man. I had it to have a field day with that. Still.
0: Oh, listen, him and him and he loved Stevie uh, Gerard um, slander. No,
2: but it's I think so right. you a good point though. Oh, what why? you're saying, what you're saying, um, Mike. I I would even include Salah in that bracket too. Because yeah, you would expect Seller to be in his period, like showing us like we saw it even in the COVID season um, mm-hmm. and the season where like Hennesse, um, when we had no centre backs, Seller was unreal um, that season. He was carrying us to to victories. Um, he was doing well, and this season he just feels like. Mm, he's not so bothered. Like, not in that he's not so bothered. But you expect our best player to carry us through games to be that spark. He's got games.
0: that. He's, he hasn't got it. Like the spark. Yeah. He hasn't got that. Like just
2: fit between his like, teeth. Like, like yeah. I feel
0: like, got I, I
1: feel like I feel like a lot of players are missing that spark and that kind of inspiration because I can't lie. I'm, again, um, going off of what Mike said, that that mental aspect of, I don't know, like having to do the same thing again and again and again and again. Like, physically, you're not going to be the same person you was four, four, four years ago, four seasons ago. Mentally, like, you've done it before. You've kind of done the whole, okay, we've got over this, let's do it again, we've got over this, let's do it again. And then also mentally around you guys, like, I don't know if I don't know if you guys are like this at work, but you know when you're kind of used to seeing the same faces and you, you kind of have to do the same thing with the same people all the time? I'm not yeah. saying that there's been absolutely no changes, but fundamentally there's not been anyone that, for example, Salah can look at and be like, all right, I need to step my game up, especially with Marley gone now. I don't think in the... In saw, the.
2: Russell Nunes has said, oh, this is interesting still. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <he's laughs> okay. Funny one. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, okay. Ooh, that's what we've got. AEMs, all right. Oh. When
2: well, you say
0: Nunes is that funny colleague that comes in you just say, like, hey, how's it going, buddy? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know that guy,
1: you, know, you don't really know if you have to spud or, sh- or shake his hand. He's one yeah, of them ones. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, yeah, cool um
2: in the comedic defense, relief at lunchtime man comedic relief in, at lunchtime with you. In, the,
1: <laughs> in the defense you've got um Trent um who who's practically unchallenged you've got um Robertson who we've who we've had some competition but hey we're bad, man yeah, what what a a on this <laughs> where's thing that's an nft that's an nft but yeah man i just feel like these players have been seeing the same faces same people same same kind of even the same tactics, even as we've mentioned before, there's been no variety, no changes, and it's kind of played a toll on them, man.
2: Um so. I think they're also like just swallowing in their pity. Like they all look like they're feeling sorry for themselves. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. we, we, we can see yeah. another penalty, uh oh, it is what it is, man. Like like Salah, when he gets to the ball, he's not driving at his opponent, he's not um like making repeated runs like he normally does, like Nunes' movement looks better than Teller at this moment in time, and that's crazy to think because Salah gets how many goals a season. He's not taking like the same amount of shots that he normally takes. Normally, Salah's averaging five or six shots per game. He's not really doing that at the moment, um, and he just looks like kind of like a shell of his, his former self. And Salah will always get goals. Like I don't think there's a version of Salah that really won't get goals. But and he'll take opportunities that come to him. But he's not really taking games by the scruff of the neck anymore. He's not really making things happen. And it's only maybe when really when Nunez gets on the ball, he looks to combine with him, maybe a bit of Trent as well. But like he's just not really like he doesn't really seem there. He's almost like he's checked out a little bit, and he I just think, kind of. Yes, so. I don't think it's an ability thing. I don't think it's. For that yeah, level. he seems like he just, he just, he just. Because we saw him, he won a game, that game that again that for us against Man City. Um, we've seen some performances from him this season, but he just feel like he feels like he's just feeling sorry for himself, and he's just kind of. There's definitely
0: psych- like I said, it's definitely a psychological thing because think about it: these players, for about four seasons now, five seasons, have had to be perfect. So you know, you need to get ninety something points to win the league and like we've had so many setbacks along the way like we've lost the league to city on one point twice now and, and last season the way it happened was just like the most heartbreaking thing ever and the champions league final again i think that one's a big one for them because yeah. like to lose to madrid again and like you just don't feel like they, like they did like, well like. enough on the day it's just all of these things there's only so many times you can get off the canvas and i think one of the things that helps players get off the canvas is that kind of like maybe that big new sign in and just yeah. a bit of a refresh and just these sorts of things help. And we haven't done that enough in particular areas of the pitch um at all the squad. So maybe that would have helped them get off the canvas. But and I can't look, I, I think like, a lot of them just look done, man. I, I can't
1: look. I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uncertainty in the background, there's a lot of uncertainty as well that we're probably not privy to. Um, the, the, especially like from what we've heard, um, this um, not even this week, over the last few months, with the, the, the you know us being sold, um, I, 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 we've talked, we've spoken about you know, especially the FSG, the transfer committee. In terms of we don't know um, what the players are privy to. I'm um, hearing that Klopp doesn't want to sign certain players because he's not getting along with this person. Pep Linders releasing a book apparently is kind of playing a part in people just not really being happy. And again, with all the other stuff on the pitch as well, um, we don't we don't know. Uh, it does look like heads have dropped and players have kind of you know I'm not going to say stop playing for Klopp, but the the same beliefs that they used to have, you know, the body's just not working like it used to. Um, even with Klopp alluding to today, um, he made some comments about if it's the right time to face certain players out. Um, he it may be the time. I I think he's alluding to certain players in the team where he's like, all right. I've ran my get race. Let me get, get you out. And and also, Klopp has never done this before. Um, we we always forget this. Like he's never actually rebuilt a t- rebuilt a title winning team. Um, with Dortmund, we saw where everyone was checked out. Klopp was checked out as well. He he made the decision to leave. But I feel like with Liverpool, he's gonna stick it out. I feel like at this time, um, Klopp is going to have to um, he's gonna have to make some changes. And I know we was gonna proper get onto him today. And I was gonna probably drill into drill into drill drill into him today, pause. But um nah man, it's like it's getting to the point where again it's apathy. It's apathy, you just
3: gotta kind of ride the wave and yeah, get through it really. Um I wanna kind of... go on, go on, go on. So, just, just you man heard my laughing in it. I just was laughing at the fact that um Arthur Mello and Nunes were watching the game together. <laughs> You
2: know, first
3: <laughs> Mello, Whatever
0: <laughs>
3: whatever, man, <laughs> 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 oh, man. I,
0: can't, I can't believe we employ him as photo called Arthur Mello. <laughs> <laughs> really,
1: like, um,
3: Every day when I'm walking down the street. Uh.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway, um, I, I wanted to get in some listeners' questions because we actually have a few, um, and yeah, we can just we can just brougle through them, um, so. Our first listener's question comes from Babs the eight, the ninety eighth, um, and he says, "Just read reports of, of these being no more of there being no more money to spend this season. Looking at how this season has gone so far, was spending so much on newness and misuse of funds, or is there something something more at play?"
0: This is such a amateurization,
3: nasty question from Babs. baby. Let's call it that amateurization.
0: But this is, is a nasty
2: question from Babs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, like.
2: What was Even I just, I, I answer. Um, I don't. I don't think that, that wasn't really the problem. Like the problem is, is that they wanted to either get Tusha many or them and there was kind of no middle ground. Like. Our, our recruitment team wasn't sold on any other option apart from those two. So from what, what we've heard is that we was kind of offered Mateus Nunes. Um, there was other people in the market like Ruben Neves, Telemons, um, I don't know, Vitinha. All these like um, Enzo as well. At the beginning of the market, these guys were all kind of there to be to be grabbed. But our recruitment team wasn't sold on 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 all of these options or parts of the recruitment team wasn't sold on these options. We know that um, like Julian Ward liked Nunes. Obviously, he's got connections to her, Portugal, <clears throat> but. It looks like Klopp, Klopp didn't um, wasn't sold on him so much. So the problem was is that we didn't have a middle ground. We didn't have second options um, mm-hmm. apart from Bellingham and Many. And now, and also like 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 um, Mike said at, at, at the beginning of the podcast is that like Klopp was so Klopp was kind of like he was happy with his midfield options. And this was this is what he said um, in that conference where he said that what, time, what type of profile I need. Um, I've got eight different types of midfielders. So okay. I felt like he felt like he could get through the season with the options he had at disposal. And mm-hmm. that was obviously a big mistake. Um, and he realised that he tried to get Alfa Mello in alone on the last day. But yeah, so <laughs> um, I think there was money there. Maybe not, maybe not 100 million, not 90 million to spend, but maybe there could have been like a 30 or 40 million the fee that we just bought Gakpo for to go and buy a new midfielder or oh. to go and buy a midfielder. But we just wasn't sold on the options that were available to us.
3: You know, I, think us. I just think there's there's too much going on internally that it's just too much turmoil in it like um from what we're talking about earlier today and I believe what we alluded to the conversations between Julian Ward and Klopp I don't think Klopp rates Julian Ward the slightest so when he's telling him oh yeah you know what Sukic looks like a really good buy he could possibly (laughs) become like a world-class midfielder in the next three years Klopp's thinking "Fuck that I want mid-world class right now so Talk to me and it talked to me about <laughs> really, yeah, then Klopp goes to FSG and like, oh yeah, Bellingham's like 150M's, is there anything you can do for me? And they're telling him to twerk and they're telling him to do the maddest. And it's just uh I guess the roundabout of shit at the moment, isn't it? Like, yeah. they're not collaborating properly, they're not getting money for certain players that they even want. <laughs> so, yeah. they're just like loggerheads, isn't it? Yeah,
1: and it's yeah, point. It's a really good point. It's and, not, yeah, it's and, and, right. that, and what I was gonna say with Nunes as well, the the Nunes made a misuse of funds. Um, no, he's he's not been a misuse of funds to be honest. I don't think Nunes is anywhere near the issue um of what's of why we're so bad at the moment or why we're not progressing and um, the way we should. I feel like he's actually the signing we needed to make, especially with replacing Mane. Um there's gonna be a big money signing. Um I know bads, um he's a Chelsea fan, he would know. Um, how expensive it is to buy a winger these days or a forward these days. So um, we're playing for someone that's going to be part of our future and we will rely upon um, a lot coming in the coming years. So, yeah, man, I'm all in with Nunes. I don't think it was a misuse of funds. Um, I do think uh, we could have allocated funds in January a bit better,
3: um, but that's
1: all I say for that. Yeah, and um, hopefully there
3: is more to come from this January in it. And hopefully it isn't what Babs are saying about it. <laughs> hopefully there is no one a on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the, the twist in the tail, innit? Let's call it that. Uh another question um from
1: uh Simeon X Jarrett. Now we don't have now we don't have to rely on Coutinho money. And client of payments anymore. Anyway. What, what hell, do you What do you think a rebuilt clock team with a rich, with rich owners looks like?
3: Coutinho money, you know. Yeah, bro. Like I see yeah,
1: the, I see, know, the, I, see the, the,
2: I, like, I like. I like. I like. I like. the guy, man. He listens up of a lot, but I switched off when he said Coutinho, bro. Like, come on, man. <laughs> let's, let's be real, man. Come on, man.
1: No, he said we don't have to run Coutinho money,
2: bro. That yeah, was no, the... that's, that's years
3: ago, man. Let's see
1: <laughs> <it> now. Wait. <laughs> I can't lie, if we're going we to be honest, be honest, that Coutinho
3: but... money paid for a lot of us, for a lot of us, squad right now? Yeah, but in terms of what this question was about, what does a rebuilt Klopp side look with money? Um, I think with money, we get Bellingham in. Well, with money in Champions League, we get Bellingham in. Um, from the reports, it's looking like Nunes as well. Then you have maybe a PM as well. Probably. I I think you you
2: sign three midfielders
3: midfielders midfielders and
0: a centre back. -back. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think you sign three midfielders, a centre back, and a right winger.
0: Ideally, how you do it is you sign one midfielder now, and then you sign the other three in the summer. So you sign Matthias Nunes, Bellingham, and a centre back in the summer and you bring in one midfielder like a Casado or someone else in this window. That's how I would do it. I know Chelsea
3: are going to be all over him, though, and I know they're going to bag But Or Amrabat or whoever. Just ask Am- me. I don't do, you think.
1: Amrabat either. do you think under under rich owners, um, Liverpool will be a bit more ruthless in letting people go? So, for example, um, do you think, for example, if like a Matic, if we say, yeah, Matic, time for you to go, and, and you know, because we have the money to kind of take a loss on their on their transfer fee, We'll be like, okay, cool. You go on, You go for five mil. Even Joe Gomez,
2: for example. No, I no, think no. they would now. I would be crying, crying, bro. I, mean, if <laughs> I, you,
1: I think, think the manager,
0: the manager values his exactly. players a lot, <clears throat> and I, I don't think all of a sudden we have more disposable income. <clears throat> and is he going to be like, oh no, I'm going to start selling these players quicker than I ought- otherwise would? I think he loves his players, and that's that's who he is.
3: But I also remember him trying to get a fee for ox and basically I don't know what the inner workings were, but the valuation wasn't met although there was a bid on the table I,
2: so he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, know.
3: we've never really like I don't think
2: you don't you don't love. KR he doesn't love Chamberlain, like that's not he doesn't love Nat Phillips. Also, that's not a surprise, they're not his loyal soldiers, they don't really play many minutes. It's, I'm talking it's about the ones when, that have
0: done a lot for him, like yeah. the Minaldies. The the
2: so when when when, when we were kind of when, when we were just when we were jostling for Henderson um Henderson's contract and obviously, we I think Edwards wanted to maybe give him like a one year, but he wanted to, no, we wanted to give him a two year, but he wanted a three or four year. That's when Klopp stepped in and said, no, he's my captain. He's my kind of on the pitch manager. We need to give him that three, four year contract he kind of asked for. Yeah, you know I'm saying that's that's when obviously like Klopp, that's his loyalty to his players. And that's when obviously it kind of shows through. But obviously, um, it's the same thing with Milner as well. It, it looks like that's his decision. They kind of leave it down to him because the day and listen that they were kind of jostling, they were kind of thinking, okay, we might not need. There was there's a reason why we wanted to offer him like a one year or two year contract because we knew that maybe he's he's use we are uh, uh, use of him wasn't necessarily needed. And the same thing with Genie as well. We knew that Genie was probably coming to um, the end of his career, so we wanted to offer him a shorter contract. But like I said, obviously, Klopp accepting with the Milner, the Henderson stuff. So it, it's 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 down to the manager really. I don't really think that's that's the thing to do with the owners, okay. to be honest.
1: And uh, just two more questions. Um, this one will be a quick one. Um, it's from Mark Gillespie. Four. If you could let only one player leave in the summer, which of them would you? Which of them would you pick?
3: Just one. Just one. Gakpo <laughs> <That is laughs> not- <laughs> <laughs> I'm.
0: I'm joking. By the way, I'm joking. I'm gonna
3: go Fabinho still. Oh. I think because um, that forces you to buy a DM, and I think you can still get a good price for Fabinho.
1: Ma, um, sorry, Peter?
3: Uh, but so, but all these players that are leaving on a free
2: contract, so I won't, I won't say them right because they're leaving anyway. We yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, So someone uh, that can be sold, for example,
1: it could be anyone. It could be Salah. It could be anyone.
2: Probably Matip, probably. Okay, uh, mine will be Henderson.
0: Mine will be Matip as well.
2: <clears throat> okay, and um, from
1: the big man himself, Houdini. Mr. Moray, host of the main pod. Um, could asks, what are the current season expectations for Liverpool? And for those of you who are clocked in, what would you have what sorry, what would have you reconsidering if he should lead the lead the team next season and going forward? So I'll start with Mike.
0: So, I think the aim for the season still has to be the top four, even though I think it feels really improbable at this stage just because (coughs) the sides above us, Newcastle, United... I mean, Arsenal Arsenal and City are locked into the top four, so let's not talk about them. But the two sides who might drop out, Newcastle and United, look really, really strong at the moment. Newcastle have lost one game all season, um, so they're a very hard team to beat. And United are are going on a run now, and they've shown that in the big games they can which was the question mark I think a few people had, I think Fahi mentioned in a group chat, they've shown that they can put together a good game plan in the big games. So we're, what, 10 points off the top four now, and it will require a team like a Newcastle or United dropping off and us taking advantage. And I personally don't see that happening at this stage, but I'm happy to be wrong. But I do think we have to at least aim for it. So I would say the aim has to be top four, an FA Cup run, um, and, and winning that actually, I think we should we should aim to win that now. Given that, um, it would hopefully, but it opens up for us now that we have Brighton and and, and City play Arsenal, so a will we get knocked out. So it will open up for us the FA Cup. So FA Cup top four and Champions League, you know what? sod it, get to the final of that too. That should be that should be the aim. <sighs>
1: yeah, optimistic yeah, as cool. ever,
0: you know. Optimistic yeah,
1: yeah right, uh, oh, sorry, and and your club, club in, um, you of course, everyone, everyone here is club in, so we'll just say that. But Mike, uh, yeah, what would make you
3: change? Are your Are we mind? sure about that? Still, are we sure? I don't think there's
0: any. I don't think there's anything to make me change your mind. Like even if we lost heavily, like the Brighton lost again, and again, I just, who else on the market would drive rather the Jurgen Klopp? Like this is, this is the this is the guy for us, man. In terms of Liverpool, so yeah, nothing won't really consider. Um. Peter?
2: um yeah, for me, top four has to be the aim. Um, we finished top four for how many years running, even in the bad season where we had no centre back. We still managed to put around together and finish top four. Whether I expect to happen is a different thing. Um, the way Arsenal, Newcastle are playing at the moment, I may not as well. To be honest, um, they look kind of like strong teams. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it looks kind of like Mike said it's improbable. Um, but yeah, I think top four would have to be the expectation. Um, well, it would be kind of the ambition, maybe not expectation. And obviously, like, a decent run as well, Um, hopefully in the FA Cup. I don't see us going any further in the Champions League. I mean, the Champions League, um, those knockout ties really kind of expose your weaknesses. Um, So, yeah. And then I think with the Klopp question, I don't think there's anything... Like, even if we finish, like, 10th or 11th, I still wouldn't be Klopp out because obviously what he's done for the club. And I just want to see Klopp in this next season and when we've actually maybe bought some midfielders and we're kind of maybe in this kind of rebuilding stage. And if he kind of screws up, let's say we buy two midfielders the next season and he's still kind of screwing up, he's still messing up the kind of lineups and we still look like a bad team. Then I would be like, okay, cool. Maybe he's just not the right stage man for the next rebuilding stage, but I want to give him a chance with this new, like with a, new, a newer team, maybe some fresh legs and like a, I want to see, I want to have him obviously be in charge while we have this next rebuilding stage and let's see what he does with that first. So, for me, I've kind of put the season as a write-off. Obviously, I would like to get top four, but it's not looking likely. So, I want to see Klopp in charge of the next rebuilding phase and then from there, you know what I'm saying, we move and we see what happens. Oh, cool.
3: Um Yeah, I kind of echo all of those sentiments in it. So, um, I would like top four to be the aim for this season, but I'm not as optimistic as Mike. <laughs> I'm very pessimistic in that um, we could possibly finish sixth, in my opinion. Um, it just depends on if we are able to put together a run, if we're still in around touching distance when Yota is back, um, or when Diaz is back, and we're able to start winning some games on the bounce. Um, I do want to see a cup run, whether that be FA Cup or Champions League, more likely looking in the FA Cup, but I don't know if we're beating either of Brighton or Real Madrid at this moment in time. So. I'm not really confident on that front either Um, in terms of what Klopp could do. I guess we've seen shades of his stubbornness in the past few seasons where he has left us short because of his actions. And I would say, like, persisting with um, current midfield and current tactics, um, the centre-back crisis where he persisted with Fabinho and Henderson at centre-back, even though we had Young, albeit, young centre-backs in our ranks who could have played and we could have started putting together a run earlier. Um, So if we continue to see that side of things and we are not putting together results, we're not constantly in and around challenging, then yes, I would start to have doubts about Klopp um, because I think one of my major doubts about Klopp is his management of bad situations and how rigid he is with his tactics. So if we're able to, so if he doesn't provide results and continues to be so stubborn in certain areas, then yes, I'll start to question Klopp. But I still think he's the right man for the job. And if he is given money, which hopefully, shout Qatari, may happen, then yeah, I want to see Klopp in for the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah, Um, I echo the same sentiments as everyone in terms of season's expectations. And with Klopp, um, I'm with Marco as well. I feel like this summer is a very big summer for Klopp. Um, If he doesn't get... This summer summer that just went was big for him for this season, but this summer, if he doesn't get this right and he persists um, persists on being stubborn and kind of basically does the same shit um, he did in the summer with kind of gaslighting, flip-flopping on what he meant and what he doesn't mean and interviews saying, saying certain things, then I'll start to look at him a bit differently, but we'll just have to see how the season goes next year. Um, and I think that ends it all. Um, guys, thank you for joining me on this late night. Um, everyone, um, also sign up to the Patreon. I forgot to actually plug that at the start of the, at the, at the, start of the pod. Um, you've got a lot of stuff going on, as usual. Post-match, uh, week, weekend previews, band ticks, a couple of other shows coming up, scout reports, and hopefully we can actually scout someone and get someone in so we can get some scout support out. Um, sign up for £3 a month. But apart from that, guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And peace. Peace.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.